We're live. They can hear us. They can see us. Make sure you get uh, all of this Europa League Championship glory in the shot. Right, Jamali? You gonna show me some love, Jamali? <laughs> Come on, give it up for us. European champions of 2018-19 Europa League season. Your Chelsea football club. Now you're not gonna give it up? You're not gonna give it up? Doesn't huh? matter. Can't get no love from a Man U fan for keeping Arsenal out? I mean, it's the only good thing you did. It, it's not the only good thing. It was probably the most enjoyable part of it all, outside of seeing Sarri lift up that trophy and hold his medal in his hand, his first one in major competition. Really? Yeah. The oh. only other trophy he's won, as far as like the tears goes, back when he was in like a tier eight Italian club. Oh, really? And they won the championship. And ever since then, he's just been working his way up, made it to the tops of the leagues, and came to us, the faithful, the faithful Blues, to get his first. It's a beautiful thing, man. I've been on literally walking on clouds since we won. Come on. What's, what's that smug look? You're getting his reaction, right? I don't. Yeah, I'm getting his reaction. Come on, man. What? Put, put a smile on your face. I mean, look, you guys, yeah, you were in Champions League. You fell a bit. But considering how chaotic your season was, the fact that you're in position. We don't now, have to talk about it. You know that, right? No, we don't have to. When we shouldn't. But we will. We will talk about it because I remember the last time we had a little chat about it, you were saying we weren't going to make it. And it just feels good to know. We did That's it. good. I'm happy for you. We ended the season on quite a high. At least one of your team won something, so I, I could hey. give it up to you. It's been a long time. All right, enough of the banter. What do you mean a long time? You have Chelsea, who pretty much win every other year, if if that. And then you have the Broncos, who won, what, five? Has it been five years? What? Three years? Wait, four Th years ago. Broncos? Was it 2015 or 2016? Doesn't 2016. matter. Doesn't matter. It does matter. It's good for you. I'm happy for you. I don't really. I'm like, I like how you say it doesn't matter, but the Giants won way past that time, and you're still <laughs> repping. Still bringing up. Up. two rings, <laughs> two rings. Yeah, what was the last time the Lakers won? And you keep running back to that Chelsea, shit. Chelsea, Chelsea, two rings. Chelsea. Yo, you Chelsea, bring up your the Chelsea. the the 25 <laughs> championships that your Lakers have that you were in a live to witness, but only three of them. Okay, yeah, okay. three of them. I love it. It is three of them. Really? I love it, look at them go. I love it. Why are we, why? Because <laughs> you know, I wasn't, to the dump. Oh, sorry? I wasn't born in 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamal, I'm sorry. Which other championships were you a fan of? You were like, yo, bro, you were, a you were like a baby when they won before then. <laughs> I was still alive. Started. Yeah, you're a baby, though, bro. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Do you remember the Knicks winning the championship? Oh, I'm not that. a Knicks fan. Why do you keep jumping at this Knicks thing? <laughs> Introduce us. Introduce us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Be Mad podcast. Your weekly dose of the champions of Europe, Chelsea Football Club. Put it on, baby. The sky, the world, it's blue right now. I'm one of your hosts, Matthew, a.k.a. Lefty Lucky, and I'm joined here as always with... You're very lucky. A Jamali. <laughs> and Jason. I'm that lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And obviously, you can see it has been a great week for your boy. How about you guys? I don't even got to talk about my mental health. You can tell. It's great. I'm ecstatic. That's what always happened before a cycle. That's something crazy. They act out of character. And then you're yeah. like, wait, but I saw him on Sunday. He was normal. <laughs> Who, what, when crazy people go out of whack and shit? Yeah. Like, they always seem normal just before. Oh, no. I'm, this is not normal. This is me going to be a lot of uh, talking shit, a lot of heavier banter than usual, just because I can, just because, you know... We are European champions. Can you say that? <laughs> I think so. Jamal doesn't care. I think so. But look, he's, he's still got the Raptors, even though LeBron's not on there. I don't know why he's cheering for them, but he's still got the Raptors. Jamal, you're cheering for the Raptors? I've been cheering for them since the beginning of the playoffs. Jesus Christ. Am I lying? Am I lying? Did bro, I not? He does have a point. He has been cheering for the Raptors. I got to give him that. Bro, I'm going to have to go with the home team. My player is not in there. I might as well go with the home team. <laughs> you know, how about going with no team? Be loyal to your team or your person since you have no team. Bro, that's what I'm a fan of basketball before I'm a fan of LeBron. James. So go to Rutgers. That's where fans play. They don't make the league. <laughs> that's what it is. They're fans. No, I'm with you on that, Jamal. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of sport. basketball. I'm a fan of the sport before. And I'm gonna else. go with the team that I that relates best to me. Which is none. Because you have Well, no he team. clearly said the home team, you know, so I get it. Said the guy who never look, been to, said the guy who never been to the West Coast, you know? Everybody cheers for the Lakers. But uh we 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 you know Have you been to Cleveland, Jamal? Hey, I'm have a LeBron been to fan. We've been Have you been to Los Angeles? <laughs> no, but you can follow him everywhere he goes. <laughs> Okay, I've been, I've been sticking before. with one team, so I, don't, I know what you're before. saying. Uh, but I'm just saying, team. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, hometown, you hometown, I'm not here to diss you. I don't know why you came at me like that. Uh, and I've been cheering for the Toronto Raptors from the, from the jump. I said that they're going to beat out my, the Magics. They're going to take over. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know. and, I, and, I, and I did think that they have a chance against Golden State from even before this was even a reality. So I'm going to stick to the guns. I'm going to stick to my guns. As I said, I, I believe the Warriors are going to win it all. But I was very impressed with game one. But before we get to that, we're not circling by what I always do. How was your week? How was the mental health gentleman? Bro, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> so like, you've been seriously. stressed out this week, clearly. I would rather not speak about your fucking blues. No, no, we're not at I'm, all. This, I know my this blues is what are this, done. No, my, this is well, what it's I'm about. I'm asking you. This is what it's about. I don't want to fucking talk about I'm, your blues. I'm asking. Enjoy look, your moment. I know you have been so stout and astute in your discipline over it, Ramadan. That's why I'm asking. Enjoy. You, it's the last day. Last, not the last day, bro. Yeah, isn't no, it just the month? No, we have another week to go. Oh my god. That see now I have. It's important Seven. to know. Are you? Still I'm, I'm still strong? normal. I don't. You're pissing me I, off. I didn't, Could you take? Okay, change your normal. shirt. Change your shirt. Absolutely and, not. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Absolutely not. There will yes. be no changing of the shirt. Why do you have to act like a cupcake with a fucking scarf hey, over? Cupcakes your... are delicious. Number one. Pause, bro. <laughs> number two. Pause, bro. You don't have the right to call the European champions cupcakes. Uh, I said you're acting like uh, a cupcake. With your uh, scarf and your throwing over uh, your shoulder and shit. Does, does it does it bother you that I I adjusted it this way? Huh? Oh, the bar that you can see the uh, the old school three stripes of the Adidas. What's wrong with you guys? 
Stop when you're new to winning, you know, in life when you're new to winning. Whoa, whoa, really you're saying to... Chelsea's new to winning? Well, that's what, how you're acting. You're acting all brand new, like you accomplished something that you never accomplished before. I'm acting like I've been here before. You should act like you've been here before. It should be regular this shit. This is how I act every time. Sometimes it gets worse. Well, I, well, I mean, I can understand. Your Broncos were shit. And, hey. you know, the Magics were shit. So I got it. This doesn't mean? have to be about me. Uh, the Canadians this were shit. This is about how your week went. My week was week actually great was. until you change your shirt. Let's make that known that this was purposefully and a willful act of hate. Whoa, whoa. There is no hatred. <laughs> and trying to rub it in people's face. And dude, my action. It sounded like he put lead in your pipes or some shit. Whoa, made pause, you drink I, Look, I, Shout out to Flip. I did not pause, put pause. this shirt on with the intention of ruining your day. But yo, who is uh Shamari? The fact that it is who ruining your day. I'm sure he's your friend. That's he's def- talking about. He's definitely your friend. Respect right? the fit, my brother. <laughs> All right. Respect the fit. So we can talk Raptors, and that's the only sports we should talk about. We can we can talk about it. I have absolutely no problem talking about the Raptors. Where do you guys want to begin, Jason? Probably not the Raptors, because. Well, I mean, there's no news for your Lakers, bro. Okay, until Raptors win a championship, they have none to say, and you have none to say. What do you mean? They, they, yo, bro, like, let's put shit into perspective. They have come a far, far way. No one, no one even, like, the Raptors was a good team all, all season long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't think they had them in mind to be representing the Eastern Conference. If they like, were the t- they were like first and second all season, so why wouldn't be why wouldn't they be the top team? People, well, people doubted that they could have beat Philadelphia. People doubted they were going to beat the Bucks. I did some heavy doubting against the Bucks. I f- I felt like Philly they had that matchup going, especially since you know Embiid literally eats like a six year old child and essentially fucked himself over for that playoff series. But when it came to the Bucks, I just felt like I was more. Looking at it as I felt the role players for the Bucks were a bit more consistent than what the Raptors were showing us, especially like when they went up to nothing, we were seeing like the role players just weren't stepping up, you know? When you're talking about the Philly series? No, the Bucks against the Bucks. But okay. then once they essentially brought it back home, it's like it clicked and they found their rhythm. And, and that's the one thing that I got to give the Raptors. Their stars and their bench players and their role players really seem to just click and carry that momentum. Yep. When they're at home. Yo, definitely. Definitely. And, and I don't yeah. even think it's when they're at home because I think once, like, the Philly series, I think, really tested them and really brought them together because it was a group effort. And I think once they saw how well, once they put their their trust in each other, how well they performed, yeah. they kind of fell off a bit the first two games against the Bucks. But once they taste that sweet victory, it was nonstop. It was like four well, straight. And, and I think that happened because, you know, like you, you go through a very, like, emotional high-octane series against Philly where right. it literally comes down to, like... To, like, seconds. Yeah, like, seconds on the Last shot. Shit. Like, like, to the point where it's like the Philly players are leaving in tears. Like, it, it was that type of series where whoever won that earned that win. Well, you know? let's not say the Philly players. No. Embiid. It was a joyful yeah, we know Embiid. Embiid was the focus one, but there were other Philly players in tears. They don't count. But Jimmy Butler wasn't crying. Huh? Jimmy Butler wasn't crying. Okay, he's, he's not the only player in Philly. Because he he's out of Philly. But basically, what I'm trying to say is the way that series went, the way both those teams played, like we would have walked away from that like with whoever had ended up winning being like, okay, they earned that. 
So then when it came to the Bucks, everybody, myself included, I looked at it like this is a team that throughout the whole season, they've just showed us that even if they give you a bad game, they just wake up and just turn it around on you, you know? And what the Bucks had did in those first couple of games, it was like, all right, like Toronto's got to wake up here or this is going to be a very fast series, similar to what ended up happening with uh, the Blazers and the Warriors, you know? But like I said, man, they got home and it just it started to click and well, it yeah. started to work and they started to find their rhythm. They started to figure out that if you, rather than just letting Giannis do whatever he wants and try to take everybody else out, but you actually like go at him and just Let everybody else do be the work. physical against him. Yeah, the fouls will come and go, but just keep being physical. If he goes in the lane, Kyle Lowry getting multiple charges, like just be, being physical and letting him know like no matter what you do, we are here to disrupt you yep. and make your role players be the ones who win the games, change the whole series. Yo, Larry, he may not have been the, my, one of my favorite guy on Toronto. Never was. I don't think you'll ever be. <laughs> but he could take a charge. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing I, I respect about him because, you know, the offense, it's hit or miss for him. It doesn't right. always click. He's not always going to go out there and give you 20-plus a night. Right. But he will always get you the defensive stops you need, especially yeah. when you need them the most. He puts his body on the line. He's not oh. afraid to scrap against, like, the bigger players. He's one of those point guards that when you play him on the post, whether it's offense or defense, it's not an easy matchup. No. You know, and, and that's something, like, you look at a guy of his stature, his height, him on the post, you would think that's a mismatch anytime for right. a power forward or right. a center. but. He just manages to get under uh, the offensive players, just get the strips away. He's always all ball. Oh, yeah. Like, even oh, last yeah. night, there was a... Uh, the over-the-back block? No, uh, no, not the over-the-back one. He... Who was it that he blocked? Was it Draymond? No, he took a dirty charge from him, though. He took a charge from Draymond, but I think it was in the fourth that there was a block that it was clear all ball. Yeah, over-the-back. Yeah, they call okay, it so over-the-back. The yeah. yeah. And I was like... It's plays like that and it's that efficiency that he brings to the game that it's like you can almost disregard those nights where his, his shots aren't going oh, yeah. in because he will always give you that. But I find like yesterday's game especially, like it demonstrated that like he was all about winning that game at all costs. So, so why isn't he like that all the time? That's my that's a that's a problem I have with Kyle Lowry as a player. Bro, I don't think anybody's ever consistently that good. But Kyle Lowry has good games and really awful games. But everybody has season. those. LeBron has those moments. Yeah, yeah, but look, I, yeah, I but look at it like worse. It's been you, worse his whole career. He's always been doing this. That's why there was talk of rumors with trading him and DeRozan at the beginning of the season, but they trade DeRozan. I guarantee you if they could have traded Lowry in the beginning of the season, they would have traded him too. That's no, what think, it was. I think it was pretty obvious that of the two, it would have been DeRozan to go because you were you were doing it to get Kawhi. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, and the way DeRozan and Kawhi play, it's like, essentially Kawhi is a better version of DeRozan. He's better defensively and better offensively. So you wouldn't get rid of Kyle Lowry and keep those two together because now it's your, you're looking at who? Van Vliet to take over as point right. guard. Nobody or, could. Like, know, I mean, you're not going to make that type of a switch. No. But getting rid of... The small forward shooting guard for Kawhi makes a lot of sense. It's just the style of play and entering that into this equation makes all the sense of the world. And plus, like I said, when you look at Kyle Lowry defensively, DeRozan doesn't give you that. No. I would rather keep that from Kyle Lowry and know, look, I got a better shooter now in Kawhi, 
I have a guy who's just going to give me defensive stops. He could just go pure point guard, get a. Well, I mean, let's be honest though. Like his defensive game got stepped up. Yeah, no, like it one hundred percent did since the playoffs. It wasn't like he was doing yeah. this. No, he like Jason was saying well, no, all, all season. He's the charge leader in the regular season and in the playoffs. Like that's what Kyle Lowry does. He right, brings but there's a difference yeah, between a point, playing defense and a taking charges. Bro. Yeah, as a point guard, no, you're not supposed to be taking charges in the first place. No, I know, I, I know, no, 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 no. You're not That's supposed not to be taking I wouldn't go as far as saying That's that. I would say that because that means that means you're out of position in the lane where you're. No, not, not at all. No. Not at all. You have point guards that play low, like yeah. that would like if you're running through a, uh, uh, you're trailing your 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 player. And you just happen to see that this person thinks there's an open lane and or you step in front of it. There's a rotation yeah, no, on no, no. the screen. Like these things happen. And, right. But the thing about Kyle Lowry is he always gets in position. And it's not like every charge he's getting is under the net. Right. He just gets himself in position. He's good at just making that quick step. And then hold his position. Yeah. And hold, yeah. Because that's hard. You know, like I don't think, <laughs> like when you see someone, so like a guy like Draymond, like you saw what Dray. Bro, if I saw Draymond coming at me like that, I'm not lying. <laughs> I will be staking a step to the left and be like, that's what enjoy. I'm saying. It's, like, it's that that ability to really put your body on the line. And yeah. the fact that he does it to the point that he is the leading receiver in like, taking charge. Because I don't think like, people understand incredible. how hard it is to take yeah. a clean charge and then to get that full contact. Bro, you're taking it in the chest. Sometimes you can't even break your fall. You have to like really trust yourself to like control. Look, there's a reason your hands go over your nuts. Yeah, like bro, <laughs> and you turn your head. Because charges are serious. It's basically from here all the way down. You're just getting a body into you, and you're getting most likely and the lower the lower body of the person because yeah. they're most likely airbound at that point. So, so you probably catch a knee to the chest or the face, face the like, chin, especially at his height. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Because he was six two, six three. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, six two, six yeah, three. Yeah, he's short. But no, Toronto did a good job. I just hope they continue to play their basketball. Don't try to play Golden State-style basketball. What's Golden State's type of basketball, though? Run and gun, bro. Huh? Run and gun. Yeah, but (laughs) the thing is, Golden State, they could hit their shots. Bro, imagine, imagine. They weren't doing that yesterday. That's one game, though. Do you think think a team that's been to the championship five times that's shooting the best backcourt in shooting-wise in history... You think that's going to happen again? Where Clay Thompson, you know, Clay Thompson can go for 30 and a quarter, right? He's done it many times. No, but it's not that's a, what no one's the arguing point that. Of it is, it's not a matter of what we know they can, can do. do. It's mm-hmm. a matter of knowing they can do these things and making sure you keep your defensive schemes in a, like changing so that they don't know what All you're right, doing. All right, but what which is, is that going to they did last night? But really what is well. that going to do if Golden State keep hitting their shots? Like th- that's that's the that's the problem with Golden State that no one understands. When they start making shots and hitting them and getting them, and you can play all the defense you want as the contested, not contested, they still make the shots. That's demoralizing to any team, and oh, they do it we all get the time. That. But at the end of the day, it's one game you at gotta a time. Control what you can, can control. control, right? If you go out there with a defensive plan and you make it work, like we saw them do in Game One, well executed. Knowing that Game Two, Golden State words are going to come completely different. So the first quarter, even the second quarter, you're going to be really take, paying attention to how are they responding to Kawhi on Draymond? How are they responding with Gasol playing a, a high perimeter defense, Siakam playing a low perimeter defense? Like, and, But they're interchangeable because they switched exactly. a few times last night. They always switch. Like, they always keep the rotation. And with them, they're smart enough to not over chase, which is what was working really well for them as far as like breaking down those passing lanes and getting those steals. Right. So knowing that, Golden State is going to come with a different approach to try to break that down and force the Raptors to 
come completely different and hoping that it will open up more shots for them because the biggest thing that hurt Golden State was the fact that a lot of the bench players, a lot of the role players weren't getting those shots that like some of the short jumpers and some of the shots on the inside because they were just crashing on him on defense. Well, not only that, the key part of what I saw yesterday in the way Toronto Raptors played, they were playing in a very conservative but strategic way. Like a lot of ple- lot of teams, when they play defense against Golden State, they can't keep up. They're out of breath. They're making stupid mistakes. Toronto, for whatever reason, yesterday looked like they kept like they kept their emotion at a very low. They were doing what needed to be done. They were at the right spot at the right time. And if they keep doing that, bro, they were all over Curry. Curry couldn't breathe yesterday. Yeah. And like for them to do that and still catch, because once you're double team a guy, there's that means somebody's open. And normally they're able to catch that quickly, hit the post, hit the wing for the shot. Toronto wasn't giving them them that them type of options. So that's like the big thing. Could they, is this something they could continuously do? Yes. No. Of course they can. They're doing it all season. All right, let me ask you this. What? Kevin Durant comes back next game. Can they continue doing that? What the fuck does that mean? Just I'm going to ask. It's a of yes or no question. Huh? Of course they well, can. What it works is the question. How, like, first off, he's not coming back next game. Yeah. Earliest would be game three. But even if him coming back, I wouldn't expect to see him in... Like full form because sixty percent of Kevin Durant is still gonna get is still gonna make gold. Sixty percent of Kevin make, Durant is a guy who's gonna be a spot shooter. Which if he's a spot shooter, which let he him can do that. anyways, because he's one of the hardest shots to defend in the game. But then if but not only that, if he's sixty percent, where are you gonna run him? You when he, on defense, what is he gonna be doing? Somebody, it's gonna be abusive. He becomes to him. the guy you attack. Now yeah, you, you want to test he, out that calf, right? And then, see if he's actually good. And then you have you put a guy like Gasol who could take him off the dribble. You, he's not going to be able to keep up. He's just a liability if he comes back to early. I'd actually expect nah. him to put Siakam on because he's oh. a bit faster. No, either way. But I'm just saying yeah. Gasol will put weight on that, that calf. Gasol muscle. will put weight on him. Siakam, Siakam will test take his him. speed. Yeah, exactly. But overall, it's like I look at it like, yeah, getting Kevin Durant back, it's more a matter of how mobile of a Kevin Durant are we getting here. Because the shot, You're the not going to get a mobile guy. The shot's the shot. We know right. what it is. So now it's more a matter of what type of Kevin Durant are we getting and how is that going to affect the defensive schemes that you're going to have to run against the screens, against you know Steph Curry and Clay making their runs? Like, yeah, but the, also too, you 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 got to be real when you think like the shots a shot. That's true, but his calves not the way it was and probably isn't. Yeah. And if you have someone that's playing straight up defense on him, yes, he can have a he has a high arc and release. It's how high could he get? That's the problem. Well, I. I don't see him coming back unless he's capable to do the things that he knows naturally. Right. I don't, not I don't, necessarily at like a 100%, but just right. knowing that he can do it and it's not literally going to affect his future. Right. I'll tell you this. If Toronto wins game two, he's coming back game three. I do believe oh, that. I, I believe that as well. If, However, if Golden State win game two, they go back to uh, Oakland tied, I think they might sit him out till game four. Yeah. And... The reason I feel that, too, is because you look at Golden State Warriors at home, they're still a pretty dominant team. Of course. Like, no have they lost that. a playoff game at home this season, this uh, playoffs? Uh, I don't even know. I think so. I think they might have lost one or two, but it's very yeah. minimal. So maybe one, yeah. two at most. most but, like, yeah. when you look at that and you, you know going in to Oracle – not an easy place to play at all. Not at all. <laughs> like they, they don't like the fans there are relentless, and they just 
every little shot that goes in, they just feed off of it. It's going to be such a tough thing that they have to get there, and they have to get there 2-0. But not only that, though, I have to be honest with you. Even if that's the case, because they don't have home court advantage, that's never good. That's not in their favor. So they're going to still have to come to Toronto and win one. But in the finals, it goes 2-3. Uh, it still goes 2-3? I don't think so. No, I think it goes 2-2, 1-1-1. Okay, so they changed it to 2-2-1. Two, two, okay. Right. So I wasn't but, sure if they still did that in the But it doesn't uh, matter. Finals. It doesn't matter. Even if they won all their home games, they still have to win one in Toronto no, to of become course. champions. Of course. So, um, that's going to be something to watch out for. But I, I'm just happy Toronto played well. I think to beat them out by, what, 12 points? No, I think it was nine. Nine? Actually, yeah, it was yeah, nine. Yeah. One, 109 to 118. Yeah. Or I think it's great. I think that's... No, it's a great victory, especially when you had Golden State clawing back at certain right. points. Like, I think the closest margin they got in the fourth was three points. I think yeah. at, at some point it was 96-93, and then yeah. they just went on another run and just completely Well, I mean, took what Clay Thompson did, I don't think he should have got a tech for it. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a stupid call. Um but hey, it worked in Toronto's favor. But that's that's NBA refing in general. That yeah, like he didn't do anything intentional. He didn't hit nobody with the ball. No, he, it, like you saw where where he, he just was released the ball. It. Yeah, there was a ref, ref there. there. Yeah, that's what I thought he was doing. <laughs> so I, I thought it was weird that he got a tech for that because I'm like I'm watching the replay. I'm like, there's a ref there. Like he's referees, passing, referees he's passing the ball to the ref. Yeah, <laughs> referees like, referees in two sports that always try to make it about themselves is baseball. And basketball. Yeah, Those are baseball refs that are, always try to make really it. I don't really watch baseball. That shit. They like, always try to make it about baseball. Themselves. Is mostly because of the inconsistency of the strikeout box. It's, yeah. it's always that. Or if they're just like completely making bad calls at the plate. But when it comes to the NBA, it's and I feel it's mostly because of like all the rules that they put as far as not wanting fights to happen anymore. So any little sign of aggressive emotion, but that wasn't even aggressive. Like, but that and he that's didn't my whip point. the ball. Like, like, I find that to be it's, stupid. It's a self-perceived thing, right? Yeah, because you're there's sensitive. some they're there's sensitive. some refs that will like literally see someone like grab the ball, slam it down, and they'll leave it alone. Then there's others where you do that and they're giving you a tech. You know, it, it, there's this inconsistency because it's but a matter I, of what I, I you hate see those as an type of calls because that was the moment. Like, obviously, it worked out. Like I said, in the Raptors' favor, but. That's a pivotal moment in the game. You yeah. know, they claw back. They're down. Their difference is three or four. And then you're going to not only give them, you give them a technical. So that means Toronto get a free shot and, and the, the ball. ball. Like, I think it's stupid. I over, like, it was, it was not even an aggressive gesture. It was just him <laughs> just <laughs> naturally, like, just releasing the ball to the ref and was moving. Yeah. And then the guy, the ref from behind blew the whistle. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Like, it, it's just stupid. Dude, referees are very sensitive. It's And especially... Even I was NBA watching refs. I was, NBA refs. <laughs> I was I was watching on um this was a couple months ago that Max Kellerman NBA said the game is too quick for forty to fifty year olds to sixty year olds to actually oh, catch yeah, up I, with I've, these dudes. I've said this for the longest time. With like, these games, you can't you look do and, it. Like you look at any other sport, like okay, football. You have to be able to oh, wait, wait, football, soccer, okay, footy, <laughs> footy. <laughs> the refs. Have to be able to run up and down no, the field. Like I, they, they have mandatory physicals that they course. have to do. Like you're not allowed to be a ref anymore if you can't keep up with the pace of the game. Right. So that's like standard number one. So you have guys who, even if they're a bit older, at least you know they're fit. Right. So if you're, you, you can keep up with these guys, you can understand the physicality. Yeah, but, so you look at it differently in that sense. You have to look at it in the way too. S- soccer, whatever it is, it, 
has it gets a lot more calls wrong than right, which is true. And this is this is this is, this is a known fact. Soccer has that's why they implemented stuff like the video replay for goals. I won't say they get that's most very debatable. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think they get you know, most calls wrong. Anyone here that played soccer earlier, I'm telling you what it well, is. I mean, playing and knowing the game. You're the only rules. one who's ever played soccer here. More than you guys, yes. So, because you've played soccer, you know everything about soccer. I, I never said anything about it. I said I know more because I played more and I no, played no, longer. No, no, you probably don't know more. I Jason, played no. longer and stop, I do know please, more. Stop. But what I'm saying, I, I'm <laughs> just saying. No, Jason. no, you, you guys, you guys Jason, need to stop. shut up now because none of no, you can Jason, play better stop. soccer than me. And that's a fact. Watch, no one's arguing, no one's arguing watch, about that. Like, I'm not arguing. I play. That's the I difference. I played before, you but I'm talking of, we're watch. talking about the professional leagues right now and how the refing goes in these professional Yeah, but you don't Did you play professionally? What you don't. You what you don't did you play professionally? What you don't because we are having a conversation. Did you play professionally? No. Okay, so don't talk about talking professionally then. But you can't answer. Can you answer the question? Why are you bringing up the conversation about professionally? Because we are having a conversation about professional. So don't talk to. So don't talk to, Don't talk to me about. So talk, unless you are going to dude, talk I'm about cut professional your mic off you sports refs, it doesn't make sense to talk about the sport you played you when you didn't play at that level. So do you want other people to talk? that understanding. You can cut my, my mic. That's perfectly fine. I'm going to tell the people here what I'm saying. No, because if you're not going to listen to other people, I'm people have to talk. Now, this is the thing you have to understand with referee calling. Okay. It's very bad. There's, that's why the video replay is there. Missed goals, offsides. Just because you're physically fit doesn't mean that you can keep up with the game. It has absolutely nothing to do with physical fitness. It's the amount of referees you have on the court. And this is the point I was trying to make. You have only three referees in the NBA that can see everywhere. Sometimes you have people in the back calling stuff that's under the basket. How does that make sense? Not enough eyes to see what's going on at the pace of the game is. And the same thing is for soccer as well. If you're not moving at that pace, if you're not having enough eyes on the ball and everything around, you can't call everything. And, yeah, this, is, and this, is, this, this is training that is paramount to all all sports. That's why, that's why Major League Baseball, as much as you get the strike zone wrong, you don't get foul balls wrong because you have refs everywhere, you have umpires everywhere on the field. The but I mean, you could see a foul better. ball that crosses the line, right? That's how a foul so, ball well, comes sometimes out. There's, sometimes oh. there's home runs that are missed because video replay is brought in because of that too. No, but not Same only thing. that. What my problem is why is I want mic back on. Yet? No, Can go you ahead, put Jamal. My mic back on? No, Jamal, go ahead. <laughs> you got your, this, is, this is not funny. Can I get my mic back? No, on? you cannot. Go ahead, Jamal. This is because I'm a Chelsea fan. You see the hatred. I never brought anything about Chelsea into this, but okay. Hatred. Okay, but discrimination. The, the thing about the whole um, <laughs> the refing, what I don't agree or what I don't understand is why NBA refs don't overturn each other's calls. Because you have that in football. If yeah, somebody no. blows a whistle, throw a flag, they could literally challenge it. They they review it with each other. I feel like with NBA refs, it's like they miss a call and then they're going to make it up with a bullshit call. And I don't like that at all. What, the NBA? And the NBA. That's what they do. They miss a charge down there or they call something wrong. Then all of a sudden you, I think there was like few calls in Gasol where it was like, are you serious? You're going to really blow the whistle for that? Because it's consensus. It has to come from the league. That's why they have the fourth referee in the replay booth. Fuck that. He needs to be on the court. But that's, that's why I'm saying you need to have more people on the court. You need to have more eyes. What? If you could learn to calm yourself and not talk over Turn people. Turn on the mic. Can we just not make this about an issue? Just can we have the mic on? And hey, everybody? I'm hungry. Turn on the mic. Huh? Turn on the oh mic. Oh, my God. 
You have another five minutes. Calm yourself. Turn on the mic. Calm down, dog. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Sass. And we're the host of The Last Stretch, a sports podcast. It's a podcast where we're going to talk about, well, sports. Specifically, what we do look at is what makes an athlete be the best that they can be. So not only do we talk to some athletes, but we talk to the people behind the athletes, from trainers to sports psychologists, you name it, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about other issues revolving sports as well, hot button issues like concussions, maybe doping. Give us a listen. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Candace Pye, and I'm the host of Gal Chat, a weekly podcast where we give you our feminist takes on everything from sex and dating to politics and pop culture. It's a show that updates you on controversial headlines, dives into the latest movies and TV, and discusses things like Tinder troubles and Me Too struggles. I put out a new show every Tuesday with special guests, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on social media at Gal Chat Pod. What the hell am I? What? What? Because he won't turn on the mic. Okay. What? What important do you have to say? I need my space. To get back into the conversation. What important? What important that you have to say? Turn on the mic. Can I? Can I have my seat, please? Thank you. What important? What's important that you have to say? Let's hear it. Oh man. I just wanted my mic back on. Thank you very much. Let's hear what you have to say. I just want. I just said I just wanted my mic back. Oh, so you're not to say so I can take it off. There you go. Jamal, go ahead. What's wrong with this? What is? Okay, but... Yo, what is wrong with this guy? Dude, you have none to say, so then, then the mic doesn't need to be on. Go ahead, Jamal. <laughs> what? I'm just saying, like, I feel like they should... They need more refs. I think refs should be able to overturn other refs' call. There's no consensus shit. I think it just, it just takes away from the game. It just really annoys the game. And Again. certain calls during certain moments of the game, it should be reviewed. I think... Re- I think um, coaches should have two challenges, especially in a playoffs game where shit matters. It's not a regular season shit. And even then, it, the, at times, it should be, it should matter. It, and it should be taken into consideration. But, but then that's where you have to have more people on the court. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with fitness. It has nothing to do with training. You need to have enough eyes. But not on, only that, like, I don't even think it's just that. Game. I feel like... No, I didn't. I brought up the. I wasn't even finished before you talked over you brought me. Brought up their age, huh? You said a bunch of fifteen, sixteen-year-olds. Yes, that can't keep up. The NBA, the That's NBA. Fitness. It's but it's. I said it's not only that. But I think like That's with, the whole point. I, saying. I said that's not only that. All right, let's see what you have to say. Let's see what you have to say. Consider you just talked about fitness. Goodness gracious! And what else did I say? Goodness gracious! Uh, it's dude, good you to like be to talk, people. but you don't like to listen. That's the problem with you. If you're not listening to everybody, why Didn't are you talking just over say them? It's not about there you fitness. go talking over people again. Listen to what people are saying. I just said fitness, but that is not the only thing. The main thing is the number of eyes on the field court. That's what we I said. We get that. But when we were starting this conversation and I was going in about how soccer coaches, football uh, refs, sorry, and how they are made to like be physically fit, considering you brought up the age thing. And you got mad at me for talking about that. So now we could just continue. No, I talked mad because you were talking over me. But uh, I said you started the, the talking, talking over, o- Jason. Jesus, let's just move on. Dude, do you want to be on the podcast or not? Because I could just kick you out right now. Dude, what's wrong with you today? Stop man? talking over people, dog. We're trying to talk. 
Dude, you're the only one freaking out, man. Let, let's, 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 let's. Like, I don't get what's wrong with you right now, Dude, if you're, you're going to talk over people, there's no point in doing Jason, this. Jason, I'm not even listen. trying to talk I'm over I'm talking you. right now and you're talking over me. Oh you have my no goodness. filter. What's I'm wrong I'm trying with you? to tell you that I'm not, like, I want to move on. Well, too bad. We're not moving at your pace. We're moving at the group's pace. We're having a conversation. We don't oh talk over goodness. people. I let Jamal speak. He let me speak. That's how a conversation works. Conversation 101. You go to school to learn these kind of things. Oh That's how you know God. it. But what I think the NBA should do, because it's an indoor so indoor space, they should have cameras angled at the court where they should they could pinpoint like a foul's call, pinpoint where the contact was made, you know whether they I don't know how to tell you like you know football we have like cameras on strings. Well, well, that's the thing because when it comes to the angles that they use when they like go and do video reference, they actually have more angles than what we see. Of course. So, like, they'll show us, like, maybe four or five angles of, like, the most, like, refutable views that they believe. Right. Whereas them, when they're watching, which is why it'll take them, like, three or four minutes to right. make a call. Because right. they're literally checking but you know over what? 20 angles, you know? You know what I find annoying? Like, for example, like, let's say a player takes a three-point shot, right? They will count it for two initially. And then, like, maybe about a minute later, you'll be like, oh, yeah, well, that shot was actually, you know, behind the line. I think they should start doing that with fouls, but As, you, especially when they're they're non-shooting fouls. No, I agree the, with you, man. They the should. problem when you do something like that, it's non-subjective. So you have one group of referees that might take it more, like you said, as in one thing. They'll take it more, okay, this is a foul. Another group of referees will not. However, if it's a two-point or three-point shot, you could clearly see there's indisputable evidence that the person's foot was actually on the line or behind the line. That's something you could always fix. But when it comes to a foul, something that's in the heat of the moment action, you can't you can't change that stuff. You that's, could, and that's what they that's what a collective bargaining agreement had. That's that's what they the players, the referee association, the NBA league. That's all what they discuss. Even though as much as they argue about it, that's stuff they have to do in the back rooms and stuff like. But that. I think if that's the case, you have to have some level of parameter you could use to be like okay even like when you have flagrant fouls right they might blow a flagrant two on you and then they'll switch it down to a one well what they need to do is essentially what you have hockey has done now right what football has done you create a challenge system right that's what i'm saying like Co essentially like you got to put in something that you got to be able to challenge what the refs are saying because if you know especially if you everybody's looking up at the replay like last night that file the file that got called in lowry Everybody looks up at the replay and sees it clearly was ball, all ball. So you, you should me? have a way. It's like maybe it's not a fly that you throw on on the court because if like plays going or whatever, you don't want to throw the flag and somebody not see it and they right. slip. But have some type of way where it's like, look, we all saw it. Go to the video and, and or the foul that got Gasol out. That too, like you know what I mean. Like I, I I'm always I haven't played basketball for many years in a very competitive leagues that I've played in, I hate it when I see offensive player lean in to a defensive player and the defensive player is charged with a foul. Oh, you mean like when they... With Steph Curry the, jumping, like pumping and then twisting his body in because you and I play it's, ball. Yeah, you, I know. It's, it's tough, bro. It, it's, it's it's not, so no, tough. it's not tough. It's because that's, you're, he's not, that's not his natural shooting There is a rule position. in place, but it's like if he, if he does the pump fake... And you're jumping into him, and he just goes straight up, and you hit him. Right. Then it's a foul. Right. If 
like you're saying where it's literally like he goes up and now I'm jumping into him. Yeah. Technically, it's not supposed to be a foul, but they still call it a foul. But if you look at like what Steph Curry does, Dwayne Wade used to do it a lot. It's like they oh, get James you. James Harden up. does it all the time. Who? James Harden does it all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they get you off the ground and like you're still going straight up because as a defensive player, you're allowed to go straight up. Yeah. Right. They lead into like literally that's an unnatural way of shooting the ball. That's not the oh. way they shoot. No, no. If if they actually do go straight up, it's if they swing the arms that'll be a problem. Like they like if they go straight up, like the arms have to stay up. The second like you have your arms going down, like this is something that. But of course, even when like you're in the the fucking like pee wee and midget levels, they right. tell you the second your arms start to swing, of course, any contact is a foul against. Look even at, if you went straight up, relook at that foul. And no, you I, would I, see I remember him, Curry I remember. literally twisting his body, hitting him in like his lower parts. Like yeah. it wasn't like Gasol was. Ha- he was basically in his waist. It's just like stupid. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, are no, you but, dumb?" But that's just—I mean, that's just one of those unfortunate things. Of you got you got hit with the hezzy, man. You got hit with the pump. That's not a hezzy. That's a that's like <laughs> that should be auto. You know, like how in football, if you 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 like it's soccer. I'm speaking of if you 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 like what what is the word? You pretend you're really hurt. You're hurt, but you're not. Yeah, you get can get call. a card. They should do that shit. That shit is wrong. Yeah. It takes away from the game. Because like a guy, like you're using momentum against somebody in a way. Like mm-hmm. if I'm going up, I'm out of control. Don't jump into me. I can't avoid the contact. Right, I feel you, bro. <laughs> yeah, but they'll only get fined after the game. Not yeah. fine. Stuff like that. No, but they do. They get fined. I understand they, they that. I fucked. But bro, if they get fined and they win, it's not you're going to replay the game. Yeah, I agree. Hmm? You're not replaying the game. No, you're not replaying that's the game. But is it, system, is it an man. outcome that's going like, to change the game? Of course. Gasol was removed from the game. He was fouled out. That's a big deal to have yeah. lose him. You know what I mean? And this could have happened top of the fourth quarter. And then what? That's 12 minutes of without him. He played a pivotal role. Completely fucks up their whole defense. Right. Like, it's stupid. I hate when they do that. And I feel like referee does this shit because they miss a call on the other side. Mm. And then it's like, even when um, I think they switched, it was Larry and Gasol on the wing. And I think... I think Steph Curry had the ball and he kind of like brushed him a bit. And then Gasol was just like trying to move his hands out of the way. Mm. Foul. <laughs> I was like, bro, like this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And Siakam gets pushed and he, he literally like with one hand controls the ball, gets it in the net. And then it's just like nothing. Let's keep going. Like it's annoying. I hate, I hate basketball for that purpose. And they should. Coaches should have the right to challenge calls at all times, and there should be mandatory reviews. Shouldn't it just be in the last two minutes? The last, you know, how short a two-minute game is in the NBA. Two minutes is shit, bro. Then you got it. Then that's where you have to speak to the the league and the players because that's yeah, you know, that's that's what they negotiated. They, as much as they hate, it, as much as they want, that's what that's what they want. Well, I I don't know what they negotiated. I wasn't in the room, but I'm just saying, like from a sensibility perspective in the uh, from an entertaining perspective, it doesn't make sense that this doesn't exist. And we've seen so many games go bad off one wrong call. But now now would you risk doing that with all these challenges or whatever? Is you risk the game going even longer, which NBA does not want. That's They do not want that. No sports league want their, their league to go for long like a set amount of time. Right. That's why baseball is that's why baseball put in rules to start speeding up the game because so then fine. it's ridiculous. Fine. Then when what what should happen is 
You don't do that. I should be allowed to challenge a game, challenge a call after the game. And if the ref got it wrong, he gets fine. Let's put something in play that's going to make the ref do their fucking job. Yeah, you have that. You They have that in the NBA already. The the referee who has like the least, um, the, the most negative reviewed or they get let go and they bring in a new. That doesn't, you, I don't think people understand how these type of calls could change a whole series. It could change the momentum in a game. Like momentum in sports is a, especially basketball, Momentum's football. The it's thing. the key, bro. You could be on a seven point, twelve point run, and just the wrong thing happened, and this other, the, the other team gained energy from, and then you're like back, mm-hmm. like your lead's gone. Because yeah, like the biggest thing with basketball, it's like everybody knows it's the game of runs, right? So if you got a team that's really just on it right there in that moment, and like the momentum's with them, everything's clicking, right. like the passes, the shots, everything's going down. That's why it's like they say once it gets to like a six, eight point run, call the timeout. Just completely stifle what they're doing. Oh, hell yeah. You know, like don't wait for it to get to a double digit like 10 plus 0 run because Too at late. that point it's like you're, now you're digging a hole. You no, you're, the hole's dug. No, but I'm saying like depending on what it is where it's like maybe you were in the lead and you let them catch up or they've gained the lead and now they've pushed forward. You know, like, In any format, to to a eight, 10 point run. Call that timeout. Unless you have a solid lead on a team. If you're down 16 and you hit go on a uh, a 10 point run, the other team's in trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've seen that ball go through the net enough time, especially with a team like Golden State uh, or a player like James Harden, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving. They see the ball go in the net yeah. too many times that gets over, bro. Yeah. Lights out. Like like if you if you're like outside of points if you're watching it, usually it's the count is like four possessions. Right. If four bad possessions on your side, gr- yep. good possessions on their side right. happen, you you automatically call a timeout. If, let's say, there's a bit of a back and forth going where it's right. chaos, leave it alone. Right. You remember that T-Mac game? Um, yeah, I, where he dropped 13. In, in like 32 yeah. seconds. It's <laughs> fucking nuts. Yeah. Long live T-Mac, bro. Uh, He's I in the Hall his, of Fame, right? I wish his back ne- uh, Not yet. He should be. But I wish his back never gave out on oh, him, man. bro. God damn. Yo. The, God damn. The, yeah. He would have been. You're going to make me cry, bro. I know. I love T Mac. Let me wipe my tears with T Mac was a real one. The Chelsea scarf. You could burn it after. I love T Mac. <laughs> you could burn it after. Burn it? Yeah. Oh. Oh. In what world? I'm going to burn my comb after. <laughs> hey, it's a nice blue comb you got there, my friend. <laughs> Low key rapping. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Fuck Chelsea. Repping that blue, I like it. No, but um, yeah. What else happened uh, this week in sports? Ooh. Not much. It's that time of year where uh, everything's dying down. I start going towards the obscure sports. You know, like the uh, I start watching Formula One. I don't watch none of them. At today. least we got like the uh, under twenty World Cup. Uh, when did that we got kick the women's off? World Cup uh, happening. In, but in, didn't supposed to be happening in Canada. Uh, the women's zone. I think so. I th- it might be. I think the women's in I'm not Canada. Sure. I've been I, can't, seeing, I can't say definitively. I don't I can't say definitively, but I've been seeing some stuff on Instagram about the uniform and this, that, and the third, and it's been designed by this, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's here in Canada, but I'm looking forward to them because our Canada's men's team is yeah. But the women, Christine Sinclair. Yeah. Actually I gotta get her jersey. I gotta get that kit. Every fucking boss. You get Hope Solo's jersey too while you're at it. Why the hell would I get hers? <laughs> I don't know. Bro, Why? I'm talking about a Canadian women's football legend. 
Christine Sinclair. She still plays? Yeah. But isn't she like 38? As long as she keeps putting in those fucking bangers, it don't matter. She could be 50 as long as she drops fucking points. That's all I give a fuck about. Solo still plays? I think so, yeah. They still still allow her after she beat up her husband? (sighs) It was her that beat up her husband, though. Was it the the husband? I think it was the husband or the kid? No, she a domestic. Or was it abuse? both? No, I don't know. She was crazy. She, she had a lot of fucked up shit, and they let her stick around. Oh yeah, but then Adrian Peterson can't play football. Hey, he's back and he's doing quite well, man. Who? Peterson. Yeah, I know, but they they almost they got him out of the league for how long? One season. Yeah, ridiculous. I I don't know if you guys see this is completely, completely, completely off topic. Did you guys see the video? Of the blind guy, well, he's a child, who went on America's America Got Talent. Oh yeah, the uh, the pianist. The, the, oh, bro, my heart melt. Let me tell you something, man. There's, I don't cry very there's often. There's a few shows on TV that's just like they get me. That Master moment Chef Junior is one of them, and America's Got Talent. Whenever like the children do something great, I am full on just like tears. Nah, man, I just feel like I saw that video. And I was already having a good week. And I was like, you know what? Like, if this kid, like, like, bro, blind. Blind, autistic. Artistic, and just. And, like, it's, like, it's funny because, like, he's speaking normally. You think when someone's doing something with less effort that, yeah. you know, it would be easy. But he, if I heard his voice through singing only, I would never assume this is someone yeah. with autism at all. That's the thing. It's, like, that's one of the crazy things about autism. It's, like. You'll see them, you'll see people who live with autism, right. and there's things that will be complete distractions for them. They can't have any focus whatsoever. But then there's that one thing, no matter what it is, maybe it's numbers, maybe it's colors, sounds. In this case, for this kid, it was his voice, his singing, where it's just complete and total focus to the point where it's almost as if the whole world around him just does not exist. And that one thing right. is just master class. So when his mother was up there speaking with him, like, I I knew, like, this is, is going to be great. Like, I just, the, the way she was speaking, like, you're looking at him, it's just like, the focus is music. Like, it's the one thing that just, it's in tune with his mind, and it just creates that unmatchable focus. And when he just started singing, hitting those notes, I was, like, just blown away, man. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah. I was really, really, really impressed by it. Yeah. I mean, I was saying, like, to myself, I'm like, yo, we complain about so many things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, this guy, like, he has all reasons to just give up, I guess. Yeah. And then there's, like, the parents, like, the mom. I don't, I, I don't know. It was just such a, a beautiful moment. There's, like, a few moments I've had. Um, I feel cheesy saying this, but. Bring on the cheese, man. I watch, I watch Britain Got Talent. I watch. All yeah, of them, and I mean, they're fucking awesome. Man. There's a few, there's a few people that really, uh, like I, um, what's his name? I'm, um, James Arthur was one of them. Like when I watched him perform for the first time, Josh Daniel, uh, Che Chesterfield, and there's this girl, I forgot her name, but she was pretty dope. Um, like they touch you, like there's something that happens to your body yeah. where you're just like, what the hell. Nah, but I seen this this week, and I was like, yo, that kid deserves props. No, I agree. Cause and to the parents, too, man. It's like it's one of those things where, at the end of the day, like, we will always have a fond respect for people who 
master specific crafts like no matter what it is you know like we right. always respect great singers great writers great dancers you know and like what america's got talent britain's got talent these shows they expand on that and just show like whatever your talent is like right if you've mastered it, it can be something that you showcase to the world. And as you see it, it, it does more than just like bring this person to a place of a spotlight, but right. it literally touches and changes lives because that's what these crafts are meant to do. Right. And I mean, even like in certain, like, I don't know if you've ever seen Tokyo Myers. You know who he is? No. Okay. Well, or maybe I've seen, but I, I don't he, remember. He was the one names. of the, he's a black kid. Well, the kid, he's 34 probably by now. Uh, last year's winner of Britain Got Talent. And so he was one of those guys, like, you see him, like, he looks completely hipster, but you give him a, a keyboard and, like, a drum machine, and he goes crazy. Yeah. I'll show you a video after. But, for like, sure, sure. like <laughs> him, like, him too, like, when he, when he started playing, I was just like, this is weird, but I like it. But it was like, when people, put, he seemed so passionate, you mm. know what I mean? And, like, I, I don't know, it, was, it, just rubbed, it just rubbed my soft spot. I felt so emotional, I don't know why. <laughs> I was Dude, gonna post it, and no, I was like, "I'm it, not posting this online." And it's the reason you got emotional about it is because you, like, you almost you understand what it takes to get there, even though you haven't witnessed their process. Yep. And you know, it's like there's there's a lot of sacrifice. There's a lot of like, just this person really figuring out their place in this particular realm and this particular genre of art. And for them to be at that point where it's like now you witness it and it touches you in a way where it in a sense resonates with memories or or oh, yeah. just the the thing itself is just it's so moving that it brings emotions out of you, you know? Like that the kid who sang, you know, like being blind, being autistic, he's already working at a disadvantage. Exactly. But for him to be able to one play the piano and then two sing at such a high level that just like it brings out that like it's a sense of like pride for them yep and on top of that it's just it's beautiful man it's yeah not only that i feel like like then what's my reason why do i complain about some shit like this guy like i don't understand like when people complain like stuff like that just makes it it, it, it was just beautiful to watch somebody, regardless of their difficulties, just don't allow it that their difficulties to limit their achievements. And that, that was really beautiful. Yeah. And to have supportive parents, I think in any case, you know what I mean? Like if he didn't have supportive parents, he wouldn't have been where he's at. And like it's key, like the mom said, like, you know, she's like, we knew he was autistic, but we saw how music made him feel and react yeah, his and eyes then they lit up yeah and, and they f they literally focused on that i think that's super super dope well to answer your question about like why do we complain i think for for us you know and i say us generally it's more of because it's we we do more comparing than just being happy and content with what we have you know like we'll we'll have so much you know you'll have a roof you'll have food you'll have pretty much everything you necessarily need and then on top of that things you don't necessarily need but they're right. there they're within arm's reach they're attainable at the very least and we still look at other people and what they have and think why don't i have that even though everything you have is enough or more than enough yeah you know i think that to answer your question is essentially what ends up happening you know where we get too too involved with other people's 
holdings and too involved with, with what they're able to do and what they're doing compared to you that you're not doing. And from that, it it builds up that feeling of, well, what I have isn't enough. I need more. I need to make changes. And then from that, it could spiral into sadness, depression. And, I mean, it's, oh, most definitely. It's I, a mountain, man. I was having this conversation two nights ago, actually, even before I saw that video. And I was saying, like, you know what? I feel like our generation or just human in a whole, we, we, the concept of, we have the concept of, you know, um, you know, like we, we say we either have a cup that's half full yeah. or half empty. I think we got it all screwed up. I think like our cups are never half empty. You're alive and you're able to pro make change. Your cup is like three quarter full mm -hmm. because we're only so far from like, or not, uh, a perfect or the ultimate experience in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's something as able-bodied people we take for granted. We're like, oh, you know what? Life is unfair. It should be like this. It should be like that. But, you know, just seeing people like that overcome, like don't let, don't be limited by their, 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 their I don't want to, I don't know if it's the right word to use, but disability, it's a good thing. Disability or disadvantage. Disadvantage. But yeah. also for them, it, it's not a disadvantage because it, that's all there's they know. no acknowledgement of it. Right. You know, like we acknowledge it because we can, we can tell like mentally this, like you're, you're on the spectrum. Right. But for them, they're, there's no understanding of what a spectrum is. Not only just that, it's, I guess that's all they know too, right? <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> like, that's what I mean. It's like, you would talk, to, like my niece, she's autistic. I've spoken about it briefly on here before. She's on the spectrum and if you were to talk to her about the spectrum, it's a non-factor to her. Like, it's, right. it's not something that's on her mind. It's on our mind because we notice the behavior patterns. Right. And we know how to... But do you think she see the difference between her and her siblings? Not even. Oh, I God. think for her, and maybe when she's older and, and she starts to learn a bit more about, about her herself. own mental state. Right, and, right. Because, I mean, that's something that I would 100% make sure that she understands, like, mental health is important. And through that process she will learn about her state and how to essentially take herself out of moments where she's having episodes and things of that nature but when she's with all the kids the things that she does that they don't do it's not like she has full acknowledge even for the kids they don't really make acknowledgments of it unless it's something where she's going through an episode right and then in that case it's like oh she's doing this so now we go and we deal with this you know but looking at it from that and probably have that advantage of being a little bit more hands-on in that world for them it's literally a non-issue but what we saw with that kid and what we see with anybody that's on, right. the, on the spectrum they have those things where it's like they will latch onto it and that will be the most important thing to them and they will become masters at that thing and that will be the thing that essentially ascends them well that's what happened with that kid i don't know man i, I was just it was overwhelming but it was a good ex good thing to see sometimes it's good to have a nice uh joyful cry well yeah it was more like it was more like the fact that he was like even with all the things that may be you know we may see is like going wrong in his life like he still finds something that he loves and enjoy and then like not only just enjoy it but try to do something about it and and like encompass it in his day-to-day -day life i think that's dope yeah i think i learned that you know what I mean? We shouldn't take things like that for granted. It's a, it's a healthy reminder. Anything to add in? No, let's wrap.
All right. Any last thoughts, bro? Uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about, but I forgot now. <laughs> I'm trying to think. But anyways, now, um, hope everybody had a good enough week and continue to have a good, uh, good uh, beginning of summer. And like I always say, love is love, man. Jason? Nah, I'm good. That's for myself. You know, I had a great week. I'm going to keep celebrating this great week. Hopefully on Saturday, Liverpool wins as much as it pains me to say and Tottenham loses. I'm so excited to uh, go to Zach and Vicky's wedding on Saturday. Congratulations to them. It's going to be a great time. Love you both. Thank you, everybody, on the live stream for watching and tuning in and speaking with us. We appreciate that. And to everybody that's listening through your uh, podcast streaming services, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Don't Be Mad podcast. You can reach us, as always, on Facebook, Don't Be Mad podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Don't Be Mad pod. We're here for you. Reach out to us as we always keep in contact. Take care, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you next week. Peace.